0: How to change your mindset to overcome burnout and feel happy again. Interview with Sherban Murray. Are you a professional feeling burned out and wondering, how can I escape this and feel happy again? Is there any way that you can overcome burnout without quitting your job or career? Yes. Would you like to learn some practical tools that can help you bounce back from burnout without quitting your job Still, find that fulfillment and happiness that you have been striving for, then you're in the right place. Our guest today, Sherban Mare, shares how he bounced back from burnout and teaches technology professionals how to prevent burnout. And you are watching Happy and Healthy Mind Program, episode 101. Thank you, Sherban, for joining us today.
1: Thank you for having me. I am excited to be here. Thank you. We are more excited. So Sherban
0: is a personal development expert. He's a speaker and a life coach, who came to us with just $200 and went through all the stages to achieve that American dream. But then he started asking, is that it? The dream was not bringing him that happiness he was striving for. Then he realized that he was craving some deeper fulfillment and took the steps to transform his life to live more authentically and joyfully. Now he empowers burnout professionals, bounce back from burnout, shift their mindset and gain that clarity for true happiness and fulfillment. And I'm your host, Dr. Rosina Lakhani. I help compassionate high achievers achieve more, earn more, make the impact they're meant to make without burnout and without losing their health or career i'm an executive coach a corporate speaker and an integrative psychiatrist i believe that your mind is the software that runs the hardware of your brain and your body therefore we share practical tips for your mental fitness here if you need specific medical advice please consult your healthcare professional but if you find this content helpful, then join our mission of eradicating preventable suffering by liking, subscribing and sharing so more people can live and perform at their best with hope, health and happiness. And so let's go ahead and learn from our guest, Sherban. Uh, tell us, how did this topic become important in your life? What kind of challenges were you going through? before you started taking the steps that helped you
1: you alluded it in the introduction that i did come to the us and i had this vision in my head of how life should be you know my parents back home told me how i should live my life the society told me and that's what i was striving for when come coming to america and i checked all those boxes with finishing school getting a corporate job saving for uh, my 401k and retirement getting my own home that that American dream that was uh, printed in my head only to realize after achieving it that it wasn't giving me satisfaction. I, after achieving it for a few years, I was in this state where days would go by and there was nothing exciting about my life. You know, I was just looking for that w- once or twice a year um, vacation. And that was it. And I was just wondering feeling lost of, is there more to this life than just what others told me? And I lingered in that despairment. you know, going to parties and feeling nothing, going to other, to concerts and other things that I thought they were going to give me that excitement to realize that there has to be more because I keep saying that I was feeling fine, but there was nothing fantastic about my life. And I lingered there for many years
0: and so the life change after you took some steps how did the life change after t- you took those steps
1: well i i attributed a lot to my wife just because she saw me in this struggle and uh, feeling a, a sense of burnout it wasn't the sense of burnout where there's a, a lot of stress in my life it's just a sense of being lost and not knowing what my future would look like and not being excited about my future. And she gently nudged me to listen to some personal development podcasts. There was one where Lewis House was interviewing the great Les Brown. And in that podcast, Les Brown talked about a lot of the things uh, which you alluded to, that we make these stories in our heads and we loop around and we think that there's no escape. There's nothing for us to look forward to, but it's just a matter of pers- changing our perspective so that we can take that, that action to take those steps to revive our lives and be more happy, be more fulfilled. And that was the catalyst that moved me towards finding out what is it that makes us happy?
0: Mm-hmm. So, your burnout was like you know detachment and and lack of you know loss of sense of purpose and you're not enjoying your work as you were before. The passion was lost
1: exactly. I felt like like I, I keep thinking about a car going on cruise control where mm-hmm. you just you just take your hands off the wheel and I'm just going every day being busy
0: mm-hmm. with
1: meaningful meaningless work and not being excited about anything. I've, I've, mm-hmm. I've, i just felt out of control.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that is one of the symptoms of burnout. And so then once you took these steps and followed the things that probably you're going to share in a minute, tell us, how did your life change after that? Like what, what difference do you feel now?
1: Yeah, it's been, it's been a road, it's been a process, but I can tell you that today I wake up every morning and I, I journal like I write three things that I'm grateful for and I'm always yeah, You also all...
0: do that. I also do that.
1: <laughs> it's there's there's a whole psychology behind it but the it's very difficult when you wake up my mind is so blurry but it really forces me to think about all the things that I'm grateful for and I can tell you that I'm just in awe that that I feel at peace. I feel that the things that I'm doing with my with my life now have a higher purpose. That that I'm driven. I'm excited about the things that I'm doing, and just as a whole, my day to days are feeling more full, when I feel happy as a whole.
0: Wonderful. So you are living your life fully and with the joy, feeling that inner satisfaction. That's wonderful yeah so you already told us one of the tips that like you know the gratitude journaling that is something that I teach all my patients Mm -hmm. everybody because I am a true believer in the power of setting your brain to positive state first thing in the morning because your whole day gets colored by that yeah so we'd love to learn some more tools that helped you on in this journey and is continuing to help so mm-hmm. our audience who may be in a similar situation can benefit. Tell us some more tips.
1: For sure. the I, I look at it in three different components. So one of them is mind. Of course, it's our mindset. Then it's our heart and mm-hmm. also our bodies. Mm-hmm. I think it's a three-part three component that really helps me be uh, more at peace and happy with my life. And I think... A lot of people who are struggling with burnout, they lack any kind of energy to uh, do anything else other than the things that they must do in our in their day. And by taking care of your body, you have a higher chance of gaining that energy to really look for forward, forward and doing the things that really give you a lot more excitement and bring you that happiness. So when it comes to the body, you know, there's the the four different pillars. One is major sleep. I think sleep sleep is o- is always the first thing that goes. You know, when we're busy, we're like, okay, I'm going to just uh, sleep uh, over the weekend and we can do that. So really taking care of my sleep has been helpful and I can feel when I'm waking up that I have the energy and the spark to go go on with my day. And the, of course, then the regular making sure that you we don't eat processed foods then we we do, do something to move our bodies because the more we're energizing our body the more we're energizing our minds and the more we're able to go after the things that we want so bodies, you one.
0: you said four point pillars so one and, you said sleep the second one you said nutrition the third mm-hmm. you said movement what was the fourth one
1: the fourth one is when it comes to that gratitude part so really priming our cognitive load towards the energy part of it so we, a lot of people have the tendency i i was on a skiing trip with my friends and we were sleeping in a, in a hotel room and i woke up and both of them were on their ipads checking out their emails at five o'clock in the morning and i'm thinking to myself this is why you're lack of energy and you, you need that coffee and that energy drink because the first thing that we do is we drain our mental capacity with, uh, with other people's problems, right? Emails and social media and all these things are not something that we care about. It's something that other people care about and defle- reflect on us. So really protecting our cognitive load is the, the third uh, pillar of uh, getting that energy to be able to accomplish the things that we want to accomplish in our life.
0: That is so similar to some of the things that I teach. So one of the, actually, I, I had a guest, uh, Dr. Sandra Jain. Um, she talked about her research of five wellness tools. And they've mm-hmm. actually studied those tools not only in people who, don't, who are kind of healthy, but they also have studied those five tools in people who are already struggling with depression, anxiety, or chronic pain. And their research, they were able to show that people who practice these five wellness tools actually improved their depression and anxiety by 36 to 42%. Uh-huh. 36 to 42% decrease in depression and anxiety using these five wellness tools. And three of them are overlapping. So one is the nutrition. The uh-huh. second is the sleep. The third is the exercise. Uh And the fourth was in their research was mindfulness practice. Uh Uh So, you know, in mindfulness practice, you are doing some meditation and and being in your present experience. And so present mindedness in day to day activities. And so mindfulness is kind of has a component with your journaling, because when I'm journaling, I actually become really mindful and, and become grateful and appreciative of all the things that I have in life. And then the fifth one was social connectedness mm. in that research and so i'm totally agree in agreement with the with the four things that you like to talk about let's kind of go in a little bit more detail and give our audience some practical tips of how to improve on those five pillars in
1: their life so when it comes to the body and, and i i call them it's an acronym meds m-e-d-s so mindfulness meditation and uh m- being careful of your cognitive load mm-hmm. exercise diet and sleep uh, okay. they're 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 the four pillars and sleep the biggest thing that uh, i've noticed is to making sure that uh, we cut off everything uh, technology wise an hour par- prior to sleep because i've noticed this i we were watching with my wife a series on uh, on Netflix where there was a lot of action happening. And right after the, fi- the episode would finish, we would go to bed. And for a week there, I could not sleep. And it's only after my wife pointed out like, hey, we should cut off on the TV. When we stopped watching the TV, that technology, whatever social media, whatever you know, news we watch uh, an hour prior to bed, then our brain has a chance to kind of settle down and really get into that restful mode that we need. And the sleep component also, I know that is very important to, uh, there have been studies showing that waking up and going to bed at the same time is very critical.
0: Yeah, because our body is a structure. And you are very right about turning off the technology an hour before to give your brain that transition time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I teach that to all my patients that turn off the TV before Turn off the TV or social media, <laughs> because you know, my one of my patients was kind of laughing about it. I turn off the TV, but you know, I'm checking all the messages and all the social media jokes and stuff that my family is sharing. I said, go ahead and enjoy that, but turn it off one hour before, because your brain needs to kind of close that chapter, close that book before it can mm-hmm. actually relax. And if you go to sleep without closing that chapter. And your mind keeps on thinking so even mm-hmm. your body is tired and you fall asleep but your mind keeps thinking and therefore then you don't feel rested and then you wake up early or you keep keep on having uh, multiple awakenings in between Correct. so so you turn off the totally tv
1: agree.
0: one hour before so that's good and then you're trying to wake up at regular time
1: mm-hmm. yes yeah, even, even in the weekends now, I make it a point to wake up uh, at the same time that I did in weekdays. And it really helps with uh, the circadian rhythm to adjust your body and usually it starts after you establish this routine, it starts waking up and feeling sleepy on its own. And it, it really helps you move into that sleep resting recovery for your body that uh, that we need. because. If you get good sleep, then you have energy to do the things that you want to do during, during the day and feel less burned out.
0: Yeah. And if you do get the regular sleep, so that, then you don't feel like, oh, I need to catch up on my sleep.
1: Mm-hmm. Because
0: that's what I hear a lot of people say, especially uh, young adults <laughs> or young professionals. It's just like, okay, they're going to stay up late and then wake up for work in time and then, then kind of build up this, sleep debt, and then I'm going to catch up on the weekend. Mm -hmm. And so then by the time Monday comes, then your body is out of the circadian uh, cycle again, and it has to retrain it. So every weekend, you are messing up your cycle. And then Monday, you have to reset your cycle. So uh, what do you do if you wake up in the morning on the weekend? Like a lot of people say, What am I going to do if I wake up that early in the morning? What do you do?
1: Well, I would Recommend and this is what I've learned to do in the past few years is really focus on the things that give you energy, the things that you're excited about. And this, uh, you know, when when you're burned out and overwhelmed, it it feels like everything is a chore, and you're either procrastinating or you're feeling bad bad because you're procrastinating. If you take charge of your morning, and you focus the on the, the things that uh, are meaningful to you in the morning. You you get that spike of dopamine that hey I've done something for myself mm-hmm. that I never get to do, mm-hmm. and when you're able to do that, you that per- permeates through the day. You know you start mm-hmm. with the gratitude and mm-hmm. then you focus on the things that you enjoy. It feels like mm-hmm. you're already winning the day. So everything mm-hmm. else that you're doing throughout the day doesn't feel as much as a chore as mm-hmm. if you're waking up and you're like okay, who whose else's agenda I have to take care of first. If yeah. you take care of yours first, you you're bound to have a better day.
0: Mm-hmm. So what is what are some of the things that give you joy in the morning that you do?
1: <laughs> I do meditate in the morning. Uh-huh. Okay. I have to sure. say it's uh, it's a routine. So the three things that I'm grateful for are my my main things uh, going exercising or going hiking out in the nature nat- uh, nature is another thing. Uh, I do uh, some cold plunges.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That are very body restorative, and I like to read. That- so
0: you read, or you go for a walk in the nature.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You write your journal. You meditate. What was the fourth thing you said you do?
1: I do cold plunges.
0: What does that mean?
1: It's where you expose your body to a colder water temperature. So you might have a an ice bath that you're plunging in, or oh you just God. take a thirteen minute <laughs> a, a three minute cold shower.
0: Oh my God. Oh my God. That's making me feel cold. It's being snowy over here.
1: <laughs> it It is yes. a scientific proof that, uh, because of the stressors that, uh, you get from the, from the cold, the water, uh, and you, if, if you're able to withstand that and just sit in it for a few minutes, Afterwards, the dopamine reward from getting that cold shower is it it really propagates throughout, uh, I think, the following four hours or so. So if you think about it, Marines, right, the Navy SEALs that train, they do this cold exposure because they're put in a stressful situation. Because every time, even now, (laughs) when I step into that shower, it's just so cold and I don't want to do it. But you're taking charge of your mind by telling it no you can do this and it's 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 difficult at first but the more you do it and the more you expose yourself the more you you get that reward that hey i'm in charge of my my own mind and you get that reward for hours on end because you've done something difficult stressful
0: mm-hmm. yet mm-hmm. you're
1: you're able to do it
0: yeah yeah and then that is some science behind it also so it does Mm -hmm. help to reset the vagus nerve and so i've heard about it a lot i just it makes me to feel too cold so um i don't do that that's uh, that's it's okay it's okay you can do that because it works for you and that's what the message i want to share with the audience that if something doesn't work for you you don't have to do you don't have to do that but you know these are some of the things uh, you know it gives you the joy and it kind of helps you reset I do my reading. I love my reading. I love my writing because that is the time my mind is most creative. I Mm. love to look at nature. And if, you know, if it's nice weather, I go outside. Otherwise, I just enjoy. I I love walking by the lake and enjoying the nature when I can. Otherwise, I enjoy the nature from inside the home. (laughs) And, yeah, like, you know, my, my husband would wake up and he would start playing his sitar or guitar because that's that gives him joy and so everybody could have their own different ways yeah. of enjoying but that gives you this extra time all the people you know if you are saying to yourself i don't have time to enjoy well if you wake up regularly on the uh, regularly on the say, at the same time and you on your off days also then you get these two three hours of doing things that you really enjoy doing whether it's any kind of crafts or art or music or reading, writing, whatever you enjoy, you get the time. So if you're watching this video, please go ahead and put in the comment, do you think waking at the same time on your day off is a good idea or not? (laughs) Because I'm sure half of you would want, want to sleep in on the days off. And so please share what is your reason if you do get up early Why do you get up early and what gives you joy that you practice? Maybe just share one activity so others may also benefit. All right. So Sherban tell us, so we went a little more deeper into the sleep, share some more, more tips about other pillars.
1: Well, the, the main topic that I I like to discuss is mindset. And Uh that's, that's the one that really helped me overcome a lot of the the fears and a lot of the stressors that uh, were were preventing me from really going for after the things that I I wanted. And uh, while I was, you know, my wife nudged me into the personal development realm and I started listening to all these different podcasts. And one person talked about uh, the book Mindset by Carol Dweck, in which she talks about growth mindset versus fixed mindset where, On the fixed mindset, we think that our abilities are fixed and there's nothing else we can do versus the growth mindset, which is if you're wanting to do anything in this life, you can as long as you put enough effort and dedication and it's really meaningful to you. And for me, that for some may be very logical and uh, something that it's no-brainer. For me, until I read that book, I didn't didn't really believe it. But once I understood that, hey, if I really want something in my life, I just have to put effort in. And it doesn't matter if, because a lot of people are afraid to start anything because they, they're bad at it or because they feel embarrassed or because they fear that they're going to fail. But if it's something me- that it's meaningful to you and you understand that in due time, you'll be able to grow into that whatever it is that's meaningful to you. It'll give you the energy that you want. And again, we're talking about how to reach happiness and fulfillment and uh, overcome the burnout. And that's the way you do it. You you start small with something that is meaningful to you, something that you care about, and you put in the practice and you grow in time and you get better.
0: So how do you change the mindset? How How do you go from a fixed mindset to the growth mindset?
1: It takes, I think you being in the... And uh, working in the field that you do, I think, you know, there's certain steps in a person's ability to change And that first you're, you're not even aware that you want to change. Then you become aware, but you're not doing anything about it. Then you understand that uh, I want to do something about it and you want to do something about it, yet you're not doing anything. And then you move to the stage where you're really planning out what you want to do to change and ultimately you get to the point where you're so sick and tired of being sick and tired that you're acting on your plan and that was that was my my flow of at first again i was so i was so at a loss to what i want to do that i wanted i didn't know it at first then i started to ask myself what it is then i've got into the personal development and understood the growth mindset And I sat on it for a while, just listening to the concept and really over and over repeating into myself, oh, you can do anything you set your mind to. And having other people confirm that until I've ultimately decided to take action and prove myself that I can do this. And for many people, this may, may be in a different way. I know that I've told myself all my life that I am not a runner. I had a fixed mindset that I, I I could never run. I remember running two miles, and I told myself that I would never do this again. And once I discovered the growth mindset, it's difficult. Once once I discovered the growth mindset, I knew that that the idea of running is very practical. Like I can tell in my body, in the miles that I'm doing, in the dedication that I'm putting in, that I'm actually growing, applying a growth mindset, and first, I signed up for a half marathon, which is 13 miles. And with dedication, Mm -hmm. effort, and time, and growth, I was able to run a half marathon.
0: Wonderful. But before you go on, I'm kind of having this question. So two miles was making you feel you're never going to do it again. Mm -hmm. And you decided to do the 13 miles? Like, there's some disconnect over here. What was... what was making you feel, I don't want to do this again? And then what made you think, oh, I should do this?
1: This is this is be- between when I had a fixed mindset where all of it was just like, there's no way for me to, I'm not a runner. I It's impossible for me to do any of that. And we because tell ourselves. Because
0: your stamina was so low at that time.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. We we tell ourselves th- these uh, excuses or these rationales that oh I'm I'm just uh, uh, I'm big boned or I am uh, I'm I know I was telling myself that I'm not a coder or I'm I'm not I'm not good at math or I'm 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 very bad at writing or I'm I'm not a good speaker all of these things we tell ourselves and we let ourselves off the hook but if we really care about them and we believe that with enough effort and dedication you can actually get better at them and improve and over time you actually can become better then it's just a matter of execution
0: yeah so true i like you know i can i can reflect on my life and the stories that i have told myself And then when I was able to like, like I, I used to think I'm not a writer. I, you know, I, I, I English is not my first language. You know, I've never learned to be a writer an author. I cannot be a good author, but you know, yeah, after after I faced that fixed mindset and confronted Mm -hmm. it, I was able to become the best selling author. So that, 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 (laughs) thank you. And so yeah before starting the podcast I was actually telling my my coach that I feel really shy going public I I really felt that I would make mistakes or people would kind of think think I'm not good enough or like I had so many, so many limitations. What if I say something that may hurt somebody, you know, Mm -hmm. as a doctor, I don't want to say anything that would hurt somebody. And so I had so many limitations, I was preventing myself from coming. And so actually, my coach asked me, so you're a psychiatrist for 20 plus years. and, And so how do you talk to people if you're afraid of talking to people on the screen? And I said, well, when I'm talking to one patient at a time, the person is in front of me. I'm conversing with them. I can see their feedback. And so I can modify my recommendation based on that. So I'm totally comfortable talking one on one. I just am not sure if I'm comfortable talking to whoever is watching or listening. And so and so he asked me, so what do you do if you make a mistake? And you know if the wrong word comes out of your mouth. I said, well, we laugh about it, and then we move on, right? (laughs) And so he said, why can't you do that on the screen so maybe Mm -hmm. so so many people would benefit and that's how i was able to overcome that inner fear and started podcast so i'm talking to you i'm totally fine talking with you i just don't feel comfortable talking to this camera by myself (laughs) Mm -hmm. and so i was able to overcome and i could relate to so much to what you just said in your journey from not being able to run two miles to 13 miles did you go further further than half the marathon
1: I'm at at my fourth marathon now.
0: Wow, wow. And how many miles do you have to run for the marathon? That's 26. Wow, so you're now running 26 miles Mm
1: -hmm. from
0: two to 26, and you were able to overcome that mind block or fixed Mm -hmm. mindset by realizing that you're telling yourself a story and changing your inner story.
1: And I, I want to say something because you you pointed it out that you were talking about not being a writer or not being good at podcast, And I, I think if anybody in the audience looks back at something that they're really good at right now, they, they can see that the process is exactly the same. It may not be at the, the job, a skill that you have. You were not good at first. There's no way you came out of the wound and you're like, I'm excellent at go, at coding. <laughs> <laughs> right?
0: yeah i wonder how that would sound if <laughs> baby said I, I am an excellent coder huh
1: yeah, yeah. i'm an excellent walker no <laughs> all at the beginning that's and that's the thing we've we've done certain things in our past and we think that uh, those were the exception but they're actually the reality and anything else that we want to do with our lives we can is just apply the same principle know that you have the ability to grow and just stick with it Uh, dedicate time and effort and you'll be able to get better at anything you want
0: wonderful thank you so much sherman like i realize that you know time is flying and we are at the end of our our time for this podcast but people would love to learn more about what you have to say and so if they want to uh, read more about your work. Where can they go?
1: They can go to my website. Uh, it's my first and last name: S E R B A N M A R E dot com. Uh, they can find me also on Instagram with the same handle, and uh, they can just message me. And I would love to talk more about mindset. is something that has really changed my life and has helped me be better and live a more fulfilling life. And I'm I'm ecstatic to talk to anybody about uh, the subject and help them overcome burnout
0: wonderful wonderful thank you so much and thank you for sharing the gift charwan has graciously shared his uh, his article on four pillars to prevent burnout and feel happy again and if you want to get uh, that article you can go to our website happyandhealthymind.com happy and healthy mind.com and if you click that button resources you'd be able to download all the resources that are guest share in these programs and if you're in us and you would like us to send the links to these resources and reminders for future program you can text the word joyful to the number 38470 again you can just text joyful to the number 38470 and we'd be happy to send you the links and resources And so let me leave you today with one question. I'd like to ask you, today is the first day of the rest of your life and each day is an opportunity to make a new decision. What simple, small change you are going to make in your life today that would help you prevent burnout, bounce back from burnout, and feel that joy and fulfillment in your life. On that note, stay safe, happy, and healthy. Thank you, Sherban, for joining. And thank you uh, very much. Thank you everybody for listening. Till next time, Dr. Rosina.